Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. I'm Mark Giannato, commercial field sports columnist. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Munns, our Tiger Basketball beat writer. He's like bobbing his head to the beat. Well, he normally doesn't, you normally don't see me when we record these, uh, but, yeah. but sometimes we're sitting next to each other now for the first time yeah. doing it, this in a long time. In a, in a while, yeah, in the palatial commercial appeal podcast studios yes and so i'm excited like i can't um, help it yeah shout out producer ray padilla yeah. so we got a lot to get to we're getting closer and closer to the memphis tigers basketball season we had a block party this weekend that's right in lieu of memphis madness tigers have their first exhibition game this weekend against christian brothers mm-hmm. we've got an ap poll out a preseason ap poll out so uh, lots to discuss uh, as we, you know, like I said, we're, we're only a few weeks away from uh, November 7th, the opener at Vanderbilt uh, for these Tigers. Uh, Munns, I was not able to attend the block party this weekend. You were. You mm-hmm. had the distinct honor and privilege to be at the first ever Memphis basketball block party impressions. It was the, This was the replacement for Memphis Madness. Obviously, it was not the same type of scene Memphis Madness was, what type of scene was it for you know, anyone who did not attend? Well, I think we should maybe not call it a Memphis Madness replacement. Maybe it was what was done in place of Memphis Madness. Maybe that. Because um, it wasn't. It was not a replacement. You know, like it did not – it was – it was not the same thing. It was on campus. It was it was a free event. It was outdoors. There was no um, actual basketball component to the uh, to the event. It was um, you know it was like a very family friendly thing. There were inflatable uh, like bounce houses. There were games. There were uh, cornhole uh, boards uh, out there, and and um, there were like food uh, tents. Uh, food trucks, food tents, um, out on the alumni mall, uh, lawn, uh, that I thought was really, uh, neat. I was talking to somebody else while I was out there and, um, we were just kind of talking about how that might have that, like if, if college game day were to ever come back to Memphis, that that would be a really neat setting, uh, for, college game day, like to, to, to be staged right there on that alumni mall lawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the bridge kind of on one side, you got the administration building on the other end. Um, so it was a really nice setting. It was, it, it, yeah, again, it, it's a diff, it was a different type of event. It was relatively, uh, well, not relatively, it was, it was vastly, um, more muted 
than Memphis Madness. I mean, Memphis Madness is this huge, crazy uh, party uh, deal, and this was just sort of like, um, you know, like a cookout. You know, like there was a few hundred people there, and it, it didn't help. It did not help that it rained most of the morning, and not only rained. People, there were some people saying that it would it hailed some mm. in Memphis that morning, and so yeah. I think that that it was crummy weather. Yes, very bad, very bad uh, weather conditions, and so that didn't help the turnout. But once people, you know, once the program got started, they were introducing the players, the teams, the coaches. Um, they uh, interviewed Penny Hardaway on stage and well, Katrina Merriweather. I wanted to ask you, what was? Uh, I know we talked to Penny at AAC Media Day. So since we last did the podcast, we've had AAC Media Day. Yeah, found out you know Kendrick Davis was is. First, Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams were both first team All AAC. Although Kendrick Davis, the reigning Player of the Year in the league, was not voted Player of the Year. Houston's Marcus Sasser was. We also found out Penny Hardaway got. Oh, and also that Memphis was picked second, right behind Houston. Yep. We also found out Penny Hardaway's got a nice new contract extension. Yeah. Through the what 2027-28 season. Yeah. Six seasons. Um, not a little raise, some, some, some nice incentives in there as well. Yep. Um, what was Penny's mood like, you know, when you were, when he, when he was up on stage, I don't know if you talked to him at all, but like, what was the vibe he gave off at the event? Obviously it was probably pretty positive in general, but any clues about, you know, how he's feeling about this team? The one, the one quote that he gave while he was, uh, on stage was he just, he, he, the, his exact words were, uh, we're ready to go. Um, and I think that, you know, that, that's, that shows a little bit of confidence, um, in terms of how, how he's feeling, uh, going into this, uh, exhibition, these next two exhibitions. Um, but he really didn't talk too much more about the team other than just some general stuff. Um, but what I thought was, was interesting was, was he explicitly said that he was, a big proponent of switching things up this year in terms of the Memphis madness, the Memphis basketball block party. Like he wanted to get, he wanted to put on an event that, that was sort of, sort of established a closer connection to the fans. Like he wanted to get out, have the team get out and be seen up close and personal. Um, They set up an autograph line, at the at the end of this thing where the players all sat down at tables and um this long line of people probably everybody who was there uh you know went down the went down the line and and got autographs from their favorite players and took pictures and all that stuff and like it 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 sort of shed some light on uh you know cuz cuz we had talked a little bit about like was was Penny in favor of of not doing Memphis Madness yeah. or not like was this his idea or not cuz my one thing coming out of this is like I I, I seem to think it was probably, you know, it seems like Penny was on board with this yeah. ultimately. And that's all that really matters in the grand scheme of things if this is what he wants. But it did feel like while Memphis Madness didn't always deliver on the hype, the hype did create a big conversation in the city about the program and about the team. And that just didn't happen with this event. Like there wasn't a big conversation uh, you know, throughout the whatever media, throughout fan, like it didn't feel this didn't generate excitement for the season like Memphis Madness did. Even if you know Memphis Madness sometimes, you know, like I said, didn't necessarily deliver on all the hype. I think around here, the last few years, people have gotten used to 
Memphis being this very buzzworthy program, Mm -hmm. you know, like they, they bring in the big recruits and they have these high expectations and there's a lot of hype surrounding this program over the last few years, especially during the preseason, there seems to be a decided, uh, departure from that, this, Mm -hmm. this preseason and, and this new event sort of went right along with that, uh, that track, that trajectory. And along those lines, so they're picked second again in the league. And, it, and I think it, I don't think they should have been picked third and I don't think they should have been picked first. Like I think it's, I right. think it's right that they are picked second. Uh, they, they feel like to me like a, you know, right now my outlook would be like a similar team record wise and positioning wise as last year's team. Yeah. You know, like a at large team in the NCAA tournament. Right. Um, but I did find it interesting, like Penny, you know, like in previous years, Penny has like been pretty open about like, well, you know, like we got to show them, but like, you know, th- this is kind of, you know, they don't, they don't believe in us. Like, you know, using that as kind of a rallying cry. And he did not do that this year. Like this year he was kind of like, we have a good league. You know, like that was kind of yeah. what he, he gave much more of like a typical coach answer. Like, Hey, hey listen, like you've seen what Houston's done the past years. Of course they should be, they, they should be picked first. You know, and yeah. like then started advocating for the league, you know, like right. like a good, you know, like a like a good uh, spokesperson should like, you know, saying what a great league this is and deserves more bit, you know, deserves bit. Like it was interesting to hear him talk like that. Yeah. Um, and it goes in line with what you're saying in terms of maybe this is kind of what he wants the identity of this year's team and maybe the program to be more in line with this moving forward. Yeah. So it, it more was traditional. Yeah. Right. Right. Like. Yeah, it's it's definitely a departure from how he and how the program has have, and how the fan base ha, you know have have uh, approached the lead up to uh, to every season in the last three or four years. Um, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, you know. Like it's it's different, and that's okay. Um, but yeah, no, it was a, it was a good event. Um, I think I think Memphis was pleased with how it went. Um, the university you're talking right, about, right? The university, yeah. I think, was and 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 even I, uh, her overheard a number of fans as they were like leaving. They were talking to some of the officials at Memphis, who and they were all uh, going by saying, you know, what what what, uh, how much they enjoyed it and how um, how it was a nice change of pace um, to to the way things the way they've handled the the Memphis Madness in, in previous years. Yeah, the one thing – I think they need to add, like, an actual basketball component to it, like an outdoor court. I agree. You know, where the team, the men's and women's teams can do the three-point contest and a dunk contest and, you know – Now, um, I will say, even if they like, – like, if they had planned to do that this year, they'd have had to have scrapped it because it rained all yeah, morning long. that's true. That's true. So, like, you know – it's it's a, it's a roll of the dice, but I do think you're right. I do think you have to – you can't just – you know, bring the trot the players across the stage and have them wave to the crowd, like, and, and then sign autographs later. You got to do something a little bit m- more, a little extra. Yeah, no, um, you might so. be you, you might be dependent on the weather. Um, I probably wouldn't pick a Saturday afternoon either. I'd do it at like a Friday night in conjunction with like a yeah. home football game on Saturday. That feels that feels right too. That that that's what I would do. Yeah, but oh, we'll see what happens as it progresses. All right, let's talk quickly about the team. We haven't had. You know, we saw them their first practice. Penny has been, you know, 
much more uh, – much less talkative sort of as than previous preseasons, not having as many availabilities. So it's hard to get a uh, – I guess a on-the-record Penny's viewpoint on what how this team's progressing. What are you hearing behind the scenes in terms of what this team is looking like on the court? Um, any sort of developments to come out of the preseason as we look ahead to this Christian Brothers exhibition game? Anything fans should be aware of going into that one? The one thing that I keep that I keep hearing, um, kind of in every conversation, you know, every conversation is a little bit different, but there's one thing that I keep hearing, and that's like a common thread throughout all of them, and it's just how competitive this team is in practices, how intense the practices are. Um, that has not always been the case, especially in the last three or four seasons. Like, uh, you know, practices are, are, are usually not, um, quite so, uh, wall to wall, like, you know, wire to wire intense, but, um, it seems like this new crop of veteran players, uh, division one transfers, you know, we've talked so much about how this roster has been overhauled um that that seems to be this that seems to be so far the um the biggest tangible thing you can point to is just how uh you know how seriously they uh approach practices um and i think that that's i think that's what what fans are going to see probably first and foremost is is how uh competitive these all, all these guys are um well, sir, it's their last ride for yeah right yeah for a lot of especially the starters well, and the other interesting thing is not a one of these guys that that's come into this program mm-hmm. has ever been to an NCAA tournament before like in in any of their previous stops oh interesting and so yeah you got that uh, and you got the fact that for a number of them, it's it's their last go round. Mm-hmm. I think you put all that together, and then you know you got guys who feel like they've got something to prove. Um, feel you know, guys who are, who are trying to prove they belong on this stage. Um, I think I think that's kind of all adding up to to you know what I'm hearing in terms of just competitiveness overall. Competitiveness. Yeah, things I'll be interested in. How much does do Kendrick and Lomax play together? Right. Okay. Um, who's hitting shots from outside for them? Yeah. Uh, other than Kendrick Davis, right? Like, no, that's you know who's. I mean, maybe it's just a one game thing. Who's who's making and who's taking them? I should say, like Keontae Kennedy, um, is one guy. You know, but like, how much is Jonathan Lawson and Jaden Hardaway part of that equation? How much um, Elijah McCadden? Elijah McCadden, because if we had to predict a starting lineup for this exhibition game, right? What would it be? Davis and Is that Williams. assuming everybody is healthy and, and available? Let's assume DeMar Demaria Franklin. Demaria Franklin. Demaria Franklin. Yeah. Let's assume he's not available. Which I think is a fair assumption. Oh, you think he's not going to be available I, for I don't the think exhibition he, game? Right, right. I don't think he'd be available for this for at the very least for this first exhibition game. He can't play in an exhibition game even? Correct. Okay. Some I've I've had I've, some people ask me about that, and I've checked with multiple people, and they've they've said their understanding is that he's okay. So let's assume he's not going to be right. available Saturday, uh, because of he's still waiting on that transfer waiver request. Correct. Um, 
what's the starting lineup? Kendrick and DeAndre Williams, obviously, I think. For sure. Uh, I think your five is probably going to be KO. KO, not Malcolm. Are we talking about this exhibition or are we talking about I'm the talking season exhibition. opener? I'm talking Saturday. See, because the exhibition can be different. Like, okay. like there's right. not as much at stake. If you had to guess and Penny Hardaway was coaching the season opener this weekend okay. rather all than right, an exhibition right. game, okay. who would you think he's starting? Kendrick Davis, DeAndre Williams. I, I stand by KO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is earned. Interesting. I think he is and, – and the reason I say that is because I, from what I understand that he and Kendrick have developed quite a ah, nice little chemistry, quite a little uh, dynamic duo there. And they're also still waiting on the eligibility of Jamar Young, right? Right, but even if he were to get approved, even if mm-hmm. Jamar Young, the transfer from SMU, were to get approved today, he would still have to sit out until December because he doesn't. It's a credits academic credits oh, okay. situation. So even if he does, he won't be available for the opener. Anyways. He's still not available um, okay. till December. So, so you got KO. With Kendrick, nice little. So your front court is DeAndre Williams and Ko. That's what I. Be, that's my guess. And your point guard is Kendrick Davis. Right. Who are your two three? I think your two three are Elijah McCadden and Keontae Kennedy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I. That's what I think. So it's four transfers and DeAndre Williams. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, it makes sense though because and then your, your bench is Lomax. Yep. Jaden Hardaway. Yep. Lawson. Yep. Dandridge. Both Lawsons, probably. Yeah, both Lawsons and Dandridge. And Dandridge. That's, your, that's your second five. Yeah, that would be my second five. So it's almost like it's like four transfers and then like the Memphis lineup. The Memphis East guys. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's little, yeah, that is what it's, that's it's what Lomax, it is. Lawsons, Dandridge. Dandridge. Yeah. Who was the fifth we mentioned? Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. You're going to have Lomax, Jaden, both Lawsons and Dandridge. Yeah, the whole, the whole Memphis East lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you got the, the transfers fantastic. and the East boys. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's fantastic. I know, and it may not work out that way, but but there's that's my that's what my gut tells me at this stage what it's going to be. <laughs> and and you could even count DeAndre as a transfer. I mean, he was yeah, a transfer no, no, here no, no. once. But at least he's been here now. This is his third year now. Yeah, it's like a you know people people love him. He's ingrained as a yeah. as a tiger now. Yeah, exactly. It's he's not new. The four, you know, right. the other guys are new, so um, should be really interesting. First time they played Christian Brothers in an exhibition game in a while, yep. um, and uh, first of two exhibition games. They also play Andre Turner's Lane College team the following Sunday. It's a four o'clock tip at FedEx Forum Sunday afternoon. Munz and I will be there. It's also also this week. It's a big weekend. Saturday, Bronny James's team is playing in Collierville and. Ashton Hardaway, Penny's son, is on Bronny's team. So we'll get a up-close look at Ashton Hardaway as well as Bronny James. And it's not just weekend. it's not just Bronny James. You got Bryce James. Oh, young, really? Younger, oh, Bryce Maximus. Yes, yeah. the younger uh, of LeBron's sons. You've got Justin Pippen. Oh, really? Who plays for uh, California Basketball Club. So, okay, Scotty's um, son. And then, of course, on the other side, you're going to have Curtis Givens the third. Okay. You're gonna have some some a lot of Memphis recruiting target. Recruiting's heating up. They got a commitment too since we last did the podcast. Right, Ryan Forrest. And are, is, is there anyone who you could see them getting in the near future? I would be um, reasonably surprised. I'd be pretty surprised if they don't get a commitment this week, this oh, really? weekend, uh, probably this weekend um, from uh, four-star guard. 
Carl Sharonfont. Okay. Where's yeah. he from? He's from Fort Lauderdale. Okay. He uh, plays for Calvary Christian um, down in Fort Lauderdale. And uh, um, he's it's pretty much narrowed down to Memphis and St. John's, but I think Memphis is uh, is kind of in the lead right now. Well, things are heating up. We're going to get our first real glimpse at these Tigers in a few days, Sunday. Um, and the season will be here before we know it. We'll have tons of coverage over at commercialappeal.com. Uh, Munz and I will be at the game on Sunday. We'll also uh, probably be over at Collierville Saturday night. Yep. Um, so lots of good stuff coming your way. Uh, we will join you uh, next week with our uh, breakdown of that first exhibition game, what the rotations look like, what the players look like, what the team looks like. Uh, so lots of fun stuff upcoming. Till next time, I was Mark. That was Jason. Thanks so much, and uh, maybe we'll see you at FedEx Forum this weekend. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... Uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.